0: This is Mark Viquez, regional correspondent for the website Stadium Journey. This is the Ballpark Hunter podcast. And with me again for the second time, he is the first two-timer to appear on my show, is Spencer Collins of SAC Sports Adventures, a YouTube channel dedicated to stadium reviews from coast to coast. Spencer, welcome back and how are you doing? Doing great. Feeling great to know that I'm the first two-timer. I didn't two-timer. expect that, but
1: proud to have that.
0: Yeah, if, you, if you're on the show five times, we'll give you a smoking jacket like on uh, Saturday Night Live. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Hanks uh, style smoking jacket. So yeah. All right. So Spencer, you have your YouTube page. Uh, I've been following it. You're getting a lot of hits and you've reached that magical 1,000 subscribers. Uh how did that feel to hit that mark? Because I think you 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 got it pretty quick. You got it much quicker than I did. It's sort yeah. of. So it was definitely,
1: it was a little interesting for me. To be honest, the day of that, I hit that 1000. Like I was telling people that I was close and I was really excited. Mm-hmm. And I think some of my family members might have uh, spread it around to a lot of nice. people and boosted it up to kind of get it over on that final day um but i mean it was really cool it was it was cool too from like some of my family members are like wow like i never actually expected this to take off at all not that they had doubt in me but like you know as we were talking before just kind of the algorithms and stuff is so difficult to figure out and just kind of like the time and dedication that you have to put into it and keep going with it tell me about it you know so it's definitely it's a lot of work and it's a labor of love so it was it was definitely a cool accomplishment to hit it and you know uh, don't want to speak too much, but monetized as well. So it's like a little bit of something coming in as well, which is a little bit helpful.
0: Yeah, that that's the key for those of you who don't understand. You have to to order to make some money on YouTube. You have to have a thousand subscribers in 4000 hours uh, within the past year. And, you know, I have talked to a lot of other people who have hit that mark by big numbers. And it's like, yeah, it's enough to retire off of. Well, I haven't haven't been able to retire yet so may, maybe when i'm 60 and i'm about to retire from my teaching gig maybe the youtube videos will kick in but yeah it's it's tough and you're right You ha- it's a labor of love it's something that y- you can't make five videos and say oh okay where, where's my numbers you know and y- you have to keep trucking along and keep going to places and making videos and you know i'm like with you i know You know, you had your Milwaukee Bucks review of Pfizer forum that got about fourteen thousand hits, and I I think that was like the one video that was that the one that catapulted you to.
1: Yeah, that was definitely like. So there was definitely uh, a tick after that. So that one kind of got promoted a ton, I guess, and got a bunch of new subscribers, a bunch of new viewers. The funny part about it, though, is that like. Out of the sports, like in America, basketball is probably my least favorite of them, Imagine and like that. that's literally my only uh, basketball stadium review. But it was definitely cool to kind of get that uh, that traffic in, and after that, a lot of stuff got pushed a lot more, and noticed that like the numbers definitely went up after that, and they stayed up, which has been and, good. But and did you
0: do anything yeah. different, or was like, hey, here's my review, and then were you shocked or? I didn't do anything different. I think the
1: main thing with it is that like being a big team, a team mm-hmm. that just won a championship, you know, NBA, obviously a new stadium. I think that kind of formula of all that stuff really attracts a lot of people. And then like, once a few people start watching it and start commenting, then it gets like pushed more and more.
0: Yeah. Cause that's another thing. If you go on YouTube, you I think if you type in Pfizer forum, your video comes up not not mine really yeah i think your <laughs> video comes up and and i released my video around the same time as well and yeah. i will not even tell you how many hits i got cuz it's it's nowhere near what, what you have i mean my, the one video that has done well for me is my folding uh indie warehouse video for some reason uh that one has hit a lot of uh it gets a lot of click throughs it's a short video it's not even a long video and it's just something to explain folding, which is this hybrid game of uh, football and bowling. You have to throw the football at a bunch of bowling pins. But I
1: watched that one. Yeah, I watched that. I, but it it's funny, really Pe-
0: people I work with are like, yeah, we I somebody said we're going to the folding warehouse. I have no idea what that is. So I go on uh, I go on YouTube to look it up and, and there you are talking about it. So it's uh <laughs> yeah, it's kind of funny when people recognize you from there that's awesome uh, but but has anybody recognized you from all your your visits because you, you've been to a lot of ballparks and stadiums
1: yeah so i, I actually had a i was at a milwaukee admiral's game yeah okay. and this guy stopped me he's like hey you're the stadium guy aren't you i was like wait um, what <laughs> but then it turns out though that he is the stepson of the owner of the milwaukee torrent and okay. like i'm heavily involved with like the torrent supporters groups and um like i did a video review on them and that got kind of pushed out by them and so i feel like that wasn't as big as a shout out like if it was just someone completely random since like his dad knows me on a first name basis but like his dad had no clue kind of that his stepson knew about me so like it was really cool he's like you're one of my favorite youtubers i'm like what okay (laughs) it was uh that's
0: great when that's great when they call you a youtuber you
1: right i'm like I feel like I'm just a guy that runs a YouTube channel rather than a YouTuber at times, you know.
0: But um, I'll I'll take it. I'll I'll take the compliments. Right. It's
1: like I'll take the compliment all day. But it was it was really cool and really surreal, um, just to have that kind of recognition and acknowledgement um, from someone that you don't even know, and you know they recognize you out of the blue. And you know, there he's like, "Oh yeah, I watch your videos. I saw you went to Lambo and you went here and you went there." I was like, "Okay, like he actually does know what he's talking about." And I think another thing with that too, like building like a consistent audience has definitely been really cool. Cause so when I started this out, kind of my goal was like, I'm going to do this because I love to go to stadiums and I wasn't really planning on like trying to make this a big thing. Like I'm going to go to one and get a new video out every week, which is kind of my goal now. But, um, it was, I started with the blue jackets, my favorite team, uh, NHL Columbus and I was like, I'm going to make this video just reviewing the stadium in the, in the experience. And if three people see it and they learn something <laughs> about the stadium or they get something out of it, fantastic. That's all I'm looking for. And, like, now, you know, people will comment on my videos regularly. And it's just – it's really cool kind of to grow that, you know, atmosphere and community.
0: Yeah, that that's the key. A lot of people do comment on your videos, and that just sparks up a lot of conversations. Uh you know, and that can be a lot to respond back to folks who, you know, or say, hey, great video, you know, and then they may ask you questions and then they may tell you to come check out this place. So, you know, it's uh, not only are you putting up the videos, you're shooting the videos, you're editing it, you are adding music, voiceovers, you add graphics as well. I mean, your video is a little bit different than mine. I don't do a lot of voiceovers sometimes I, I, I have done on my throwback videos just because it's like, I, you know, when I shot these videos 25 years ago, I wasn't planning on putting them up on YouTube. You know, I was just, they were going to, and the sound of the
1: camera wasn't that great back yeah, then too. Yeah. Sure.
0: Yeah. You would. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, and even the way I talk, I feel like I have marbles in my mouth. My New Jersey <laughs> accent is is just ridiculously thick uh, for anything around, you know, 1996 to 2002. So, uh, but yeah, it's it, it takes a lot, even with me, I have a lot of footage that is sitting on my iPhone or my Google cloud that mm-hmm. I just have to get to. And, you know, it's like, when do you have the time, you're working, you're going to school, you, you got other things to do. And, you know, uh, I don't think people understand the how how long it takes for you to make a video. So how long does it take for you to, once you get all the footage on your computer from point A to the final step on YouTube?
1: Right now, the editing process is around like 10 hours
0: or so. <laughs> 10 hours, good Lord. Yeah, that's,
1: so that's... I kind of, um I changed up a lot of things, kind of just to streamline it. Um, I kind of changed my desk setup. I got like a new monitor. I got a new laptop as well that can better process like, uh, videos and editing software, got a new editing software, um, uh, have a setup that kind of works well with like the heights of the monitors and stuff. And, um, I made a huge change recently and I'm trying to make this permanent, but trying to change my work schedule around. So, you know, a lot of the times I, you know, work 40 hours Monday through Friday, 40 plus, yeah. And then uh, weekends, like Saturday, I'd be in my room all day working on videos. And, you know, it wasn't sustainable, especially like trying to have a life as well. It's like, well, Sundays I'm going down to uh, downtown Milwaukee to watch the Browns game or something. But it's like besides that, there's not a whole lot. So I've been switched to uh, 410. So I have Friday completely oh, nice. off. Nice. And so I'm trying to treat my Friday like, OK, I'm working my other job today. Yeah. So, you know, wake up at the same time as I would as a, as a uh, any other work day and, you know, go to my computer, start hammering away at stuff and kind of like just get myself in that groove, get myself in that mindset. And that's been extremely beneficial, like just kind of overall, just throughout the week, because then like throughout the week, I'm not stressing about it because like I used to try to work on it like a little bit each night during the weeknights and it was just horrendous like i was doing way too much and overworking myself but working four 10s and having friday it's been it's been a game changer and i think you know doing that it's definitely going to help me like get to the weekly goal cuz that's something like you post probably twice a week at least
0: yeah i do twice a week uh, i do once every monday mm-hmm. at 7 eastern and then i do a thursday that's usually sort of a a shorter video i'm putting some of my podcast up there uh, not so much, you know. Am I not so much standing reviews like food, beer reviews? Mm-hmm. If, if sometimes I visit a city and I kind of like it, it's a little quirky. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that I've been pretty good at that. It's uh, I looking at my schedule, I have, I think I have two dates left in December, so I'm gonna do a year in okay. review, and then I'm gonna probably put one of my college football reviews up. Uh, even looking at the baseball season. I already have a bunch of reviews from this year that are going up uh, in April, May, and into June. So mm-hmm. you know when when I make a video, I don't necessarily put it up that year. It may take a year right? Uh, the Philadelphia one. I was like, okay, well, I can't wait a year to put that up. So yeah. I had a kickoff. I think it was like a I went to a Lucas oil mm-hmm. Lucas Oil Speedway. They had some qualifier okay. tournaments, and this was last September that keeps getting pushed. It's, it keeps getting pushed from like its original date. Cause I think that was supposed to be up last year. And then I said, nah, let me, let me save it. Let me save it. And then finally I was going to have it up this year, but I think that's not coming out till sometime in 2023. Um, uh, you know, and unfortunately, if you look at some of my videos that were supposed to go this year and I had to move them for various reasons, it's, mm-hmm. uh, it may, it may say the 2022 date instead of the 23 date. So yeah, it's you know I'm not going back to do the whole thing and, and change the date. Right. It's uh, you know put the video up. Uh, so, something I do and, and I don't know if you do. Like if I go to a stadium, I shoot so much video that I probably could make two separate videos. And sometimes I may focus on like the gift shop, or I may focus on the tailgating. Mm-hmm. A, a lot of times when I go to a college venue, I try to hit the tailgating, uh, and yep. then. I'll make that a separate video from the football venue. Uh, when I went to IU to see a football game, I had tailgating. They let people into the basketball arena, so I did a little five-six minute piece on the uh, lobby, which has these awesome statues of uh, former players and uh, and you know events. So I, I try to make maybe two to three videos from every venue I go to. That's not possible all the time, uh, but you know some of the major ones I do, like right. Cincinnati. I I realized something when I go to a major league ballpark, I sometimes just do the bottom concourse and ignore the top. But when I went to Cincinnati, I did top and bottom. And I had about mm-hmm. 40 minutes worth of video. I'm like, man, I got to I gotta think how I can can make this into, you know, break it up into some pieces, even if you did part yep. one, part two, and part three. So th- that that's the thing I kind of like uh, about doing the videos too, is just that I shoot so much. Uh, sometimes I kind of like what you do. It's like, Hey, this is the food. This is the atmosphere. You sort of have this idea of how you're breaking things down. Whereas when I go to a a stadium, I just, I'm just recording everything and then trying to trying to uh, loop it all together at the end. Sometimes it's kind of good to have a game plan uh, before you go there. So maybe things make sense when you edit and give you some less time. Uh, So it's
1: definitely like, when you edit then like things get non-sequential obviously like if you're gonna do that you know I'm gonna because what I always do like I do like the background then the concourse then like sometimes food because you get food on the concourse and the seating bowl and then atmosphere and so that all kind of gets like kind of messed up in terms of you know when you film it I noticed that I definitely have been filming more and more because like in the start I just like took a bunch of pictures that's right took a few videos but like as things go like it's interesting how my mindset has changed and like people that I go with always laugh at me. They're like, geez, you're like
0: looking like a professional and you're
1: like, I got to get this angle and that. And I'm yep. like, yeah, cause you got to yeah. get the cool shots.
0: You got to are absolutely right. And not everybody does that. I've asked, I've asked friends to take some shots uh, for me and they're like, yeah, I didn't feel comfortable doing that. So, you know, I didn't know what to a do. Lot. And it's weird because at different places
1: they have a lot of different cultures. So for instance, like, I was in San Diego in California just in general is very much more like photogenic. Okay. Like people are there like posing in front of the stadium or posing in front of the field, getting their pictures taken. The amount of people you see taking selfies is really funny. Like
0: being from the Midwest, you know, we're like, oh, that's a little different than what we're used to seeing. Yeah, No, you're right. I've, I've heard some, I've heard some sneers like that's weird. Yep. That's yep. weird. What, so, what? so like, it's, it's a lot I was a lot
1: more comfortable like out when, when I did the San Diego Padres video I was a lot more comfortable okay. just filming there and it's funny because I was with my girlfriend she's like yeah people aren't giving you looks here like good. sometimes in the Midwest people will give you a yeah. little bit of weird looks like what is yep. he doing but it's also good because that helps you get more comfortable with it and I try like not to shoot the camera like at directly in someone's face or something but just like you know kind of just a nice pan
0: and no one really yeah. thinks too much of it well, no, I noticed for me, it's like, if I'm at uh like going back to college football, tailgating, mm-hmm. there are so many drunk people. Oh, they don't at, care. They, they don't it. care. They'll go, Hey, what's up? Woo. Yep. You know, and, and I like getting those skit on, on the video. Cause they, they make oh, yeah. it a little more, a little more interesting, especially if you get some good looking people, uh, to uh, kind of balance <laughs> out my ugly mug. You know, it's, uh, you get some, you know, they're cheering and screaming and then, you know, I know one time I when I was at Ball State University, I had, there was a girl follow me around asking me questions because, you know, certain, now I'm getting, oh, you're a vlogger, what's your YouTube channel? You know, so mm-hmm. when you're wearing, i wear that shirt. He's wearing a Ballpark Hunter shirt uh, that was created by my man Logan uh, at OldFortBaseballCo.com. Check check his website out. He's got tons of great uh, merchandise. And, and I, it feels like he's making a lot of, new merchandise for some uh, YouTubers and, um, you know, podcast guys across the baseball universe. So
1: very soft, high quality shirt as well. So yeah, give me that extra plug. Definitely. Yeah, no, I,
0: I definitely, when he came up with that, uh, I said, it's gotta be that soft material that, you know, you could throw it in the, in the dryer and it, it doesn't shrink. So uh what the heck was I saying? I was just saying how like, you know, I get a lot of people coming yeah. up and, and yeah. screaming at me. Hey, what's your YouTube page? I get a lot of kids. Those I like, like the kids are fun to talk to. Cause they're like, Hey, what's your YouTube page? I'll follow mm-hmm. you. Uh, when I was oh, yeah. down in down in Seguin, Texas, I had about 10 people, 10 little kids follow me because of that. It was awesome. <laughs> so it's like, you know, it's like, little and there's like a little kid in Indianapolis. You want to know when my Indianapolis, uh, victory field was coming up. I haven't put that up yet because of just my schedule. And I'm like, he's, right. he's, probably, he's probably waiting for it going, damn you ballpark <laughs> hunter. You lied to me.
1: You know, I was in
0: that video. I'm gonna seek revenge on waiting. you. Yeah, he's still waiting. I feel bad. I I got lazy because I had it on my uh, GoPro camera, and I just I couldn't find the GoPro camera for a few days, and uh, then I found it, and and it was mm-hmm. like, eh, I, I moved on to other things. So, uh so yeah that that's that's the funny thing. It's like when you go to a lot of venues, you you're you're sitting with a ton. Of film and footage, and then it's like you just got to sit down and get things done. And you're right; it's 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 actually becomes a second job uh, that you're devoting a lot of hours to. But you're in San Diego, and you said Petco was like the best ballpark you've been to. Is that correct?
1: Well, I haven't been to all of them, so I can't for sure say it's the best ballpark. But out of the ones that I've been to so far, definitely the best ballpark. Probably the best atmosphere. I think probably tied with the uh, Chicago White Sox in terms of fan atmosphere. But just the venue in general, just being so unique, you know, having the uh, park out in center field where people can watch the game from the park. Um, They have like a sandbox out there in center field as well. I know they used to have that sandbox out in right field, but then it got moved. But um, just the concourse was the thing that really blew me away. Uh, There's one shot in the video that I made where I'm like walking kind of by the first base concourse side. And, like, on both your sides, there's these huge sandstone pillars that have supports for the stadium. And then in the middle, there's, like, a sky bridge that takes people across from, like, one of the suite-level concourses to, like, another building or whatever. And there's just these cascading green foliage Mm. just kind of coming down and just how beautiful that is. And, like, I'd never really seen that at a stadium or would expect that kind of, you know, vibe to be at a stadium. And it's just, like, the stadium itself tried to evoke this whole sense of you know culture and environment around so i was reading that it was kind of modeled after with the sandstone the blue seats and the white uh, awning roof it was supposed to be kind of reminiscent of a sailboat like out on the really? water in the bay i'm like oh, that's pretty interesting and like it definitely kind of evokes that vibe and like the concourse is designed like a lot of them you can see directly into the playing surface from the concourse, you know, they're standing room only there. Um, but what they do is the focus on the concourse is kind of the city in the exterior. I mean, it kind of sucks if you're trying to, you know, get some food real quick and you want to take a peek at the game, but it's just a really beautiful and unique concept that I think is just really breathtaking.
0: No, no, you're absolutely right. I went there, I think when it first opened, uh, I want to say 05, 04, mm-hmm. sometime around then. And yeah, it definitely was a nice, like as soon as you walked in, you're like, wow, this is everything the as advertised. It's it's amazing. Yeah. And uh, you know, and, and there has been so much more added to the ballpark since I was there. Uh, that's one thing about ballpark traveling is that you'll go to a ballpark one year, and then 10, 15 years later, you're like, wow. Uh, Let me go back. It's, you know, I have memories of that stadium, but Mm -hmm. things have changed dramatically. Uh, So, San Diego, did you hit anything else out there? Uh, No. So, I was actually out there for work. So, there's a, uh, my field, they have a giant conference
1: out there every year. Lucky you.
0: What? Lucky you to have to go out to San Diego. I know,
1: right? (laughs) So, every July, it's out there in San Diego. And so, my work sent me, and I was like, well, Padres yeah. are in town. Definitely yep. gonna hit that up, and mm-hmm. that was just it, it worked out perfect. And
0: yeah, it's very grateful for that. I, I, did you go with anybody else, or was it just you?
1: Uh, so the conference was just me, and uh, my girlfriend lives up in. She's in grad school out in Washington, and so mm-hmm. she actually flew down for like nice. part of the week nice. and came and visited me. Well, since we only see each other, you know, every few months or whatever. Oh yeah, but oh, and so we went to the game together. But yeah, it was just me from my company out there, which was pretty cool.
0: Yeah, yeah, and, and I noticed you went out to Washington uh, State College to see a football game as well. Uh, yep. That's uh, with stadium Journey, That's sort of that one that area of the country that we can never get anybody out to. So I was enjoying watching that video. I enjoyed watching the baseball stadium video mm-hmm. from a few months ago, uh, and then of course you're at a Mariners game as well. Yeah. So it's that like. Was, you're, uh... Sorry, go ahead. No, it's like, it's like all these like fun places I want to get to that. I haven't been to yet to, to record for my YouTube channel. It's like, man, he's out there. I want to be in Seattle. I want to go. It's good. Portland.
1: Cause I've been able to take the opportunity, you know, with having significant other on the other side yeah, of the country. No, like, absolutely right. Well, heck I'm going to make the most of it. We're going yeah. to the Spokane Indians, Spokane chiefs. We're going to your school's games. We're going to take a trip across the state and hit up the uh, Mariners game. That yeah. was last summer. And that was, you know, really cool time, you know, just a beautiful city as well. And kind of going back to what you're talking about, like when you see something cool and like in a cool city, you can make a video out of that as well. So like I've been I wanna strive to do kind of what you're trying to do with the two videos a week. So like you're doing Mondays, I'm trying to do Tuesdays, it's like my stadium review day. Then later in the week either another video like a jersey or an unboxing. Yeah. Or you know, walking around a city, uh traveling. Um, so, so something cool and different like that. But, you know, it's good. Anytime I have an opportunity in front of me, I always love to take it. I'm yeah. like, hey,
0: I'm young. This is the time of my life when I it, do that. It, it definitely is. And, uh, you know, for me, like right now, uh, this weekend, I was in Wabash Division three football. Got to see some interesting things there. I'm going to the Monon Bell this weekend which is a 128 year rivalry between Wabash and DePaul. They play for the wow. Monon Bell. And then the week after that I have some friends going up to uh, Notre Dame football, so I'm going to hitch a ride with them up there and shoot some videos. Wow. Now they they're, they're going to have their own seats and I'm going to have a press pass. So I don't you know got, how You that- got a
1: press pass at Notre Dame?
0: Yes. Yes, for they, their football uh, stadium. Yeah, stadium majority. They they have uh they have granted yeah. us press passes. So that's it's, awesome. Uh, yeah, I've been able to get them for Purdue, IU, Louisville, Iowa football. I mean, most you know, as long as you're there, do you know, doing your job, shooting, you know, shooting yeah. a video, uh, writing a review. You know, if you're there just to kind of get a free, if you're there showing up to, you know yeah, they're, they're going to find out and kick you out. Yeah. that oh, That's, a yeah, obviously. Yeah. that That's the thing with me. When I go to stadiums, I am walking around constantly. I'm not sitting down. Yeah. I'm not watching. I'm not drinking a beer. Uh, I'm not, you know, I'm dressed, you know, minor league baseball. I can dress a little down, but you know, when you're up in the press box or you're representing, uh, you know, the stadium journey. Yeah. You're, you're wearing bit semi-formal, you know, khakis, uh, you know, khakis. I'll wear like a, a flannel shirt, uh, like a dress shirt or a polo shirt. Sometimes uh, I have a jacket on if it's outside and it's cold, you know, it's just, you know, things just to make sure it's like, okay, he's here to be professional. Uh, minor league baseball. I mean, you know, those guys are kind of cool. They know what I'm doing up there. They're, they're like, okay, wear a pair of shorts, my ballpark Hunter shirt. You know, they don't bother me, you know, like they, they're That's just, pretty cool. they're kind of jazzed and I'm up there and you know they're okay with it uh there are some college venues that don't give us passes it's not a lot so but most of the time there's not an issue with that and then that way you get to that way when i have my press pass on and i'm shooting video nobody's bothering me because you know you did say you did say being at the midwest people look at you funny uh i've been stopped by security before uh i was stopped at a quad city mallards game several years ago. Really? And I had my press pass on, but it was one of those sticker ones. Mm-hmm. And I the security guard came up to me and she and I wasn't even taking videos, I was just taking pictures. I had to c- find the PR guy on press row to confirm that I was really? legit. Uh when I was in Florence, uh not Florence, yeah, Florence, uh, Kentucky at a y'all's game. Yep. Somebody asked me what I was doing. <laughs> said, I said guys, I'm shooting a, I'm shooting video, like, like, here's my press pass on, like, so I. Interesting. I, I don't know. It's like I think in this day and age, you know, we should be accepting of people shooting videos and whatnot. I can see if I'm up in somebody's face recording them and they're mm-hmm. telling me to get the heck away from me, but I'm not doing anything right. like that. I think things have been changed in the last few years as
1: well, especially you know with. <laughs> everyone can be a creator now especially like tiktok and everything it seems a lot more widely um accepted just by people so it's not as big of a deal no but that's that's pretty cool you can get those press passes and stuff it's funny when i'm there a lot of times at different games my friends are like well, Spencer's here for work. You know
0: he's busy with <laughs> filming and yeah. walking around and stuff. Yeah, my wife. So. Yeah, my wife says it's safe. To, you, you left me alone. I said, well, I had to walk around the stadium. Uh, this <laughs> summer, I went to Houston. I saw an Astros game with my cousin mm-hmm. and his kids, and I actually sat down to watch the game. I did do some walking around the concourse, but uh, when I when I put the when I put the video up on my page, uh, one of his buddies says, "Hey, you forgot to go here. You forgot to go there," and I said. I said I had to sit down with my cousins to watch the game. It was you can't do it all. You can't do it all. I knew I was missing a lot of the uh the stadium, but you know, I think mm-hmm. I did, I think I did a nice job. Uh another thing I discovered this year is that a lot of stadiums are not taking there's no box office. You have to buy the yeah. tickets online and they scan it. That happened at the Sugarland uh Space Cowboys game. Mm-hmm. And I think like cousin was buying the tickets and he was a little he was he was a little intoxicated at the time and he was trying to figure out how to get these tickets and it took about 15 20 minutes and i'm like are you sure you don't have a box office here like what really like that's what we're coming to uh i go to cincinnati there's a box office i go to chicago white Sox. there's a box office detroit box office but i'm kind of seeing 50 50 a lot of teams are are getting rid of it it's like we don't have a box office we're not selling a to the digital age the, the digital age and that's going to piss off a lot of people my age and older <laughs> that uh used to love collected ticket stubs and i'm like mm-hmm. okay well you know it's i don't know what to tell you i you know i like ticket stubs too but if if that's the end of ticket stubs, then that's the end of ticket stubs. I feel like ticket stubs as well have definitely been a thing that's been phased out, you know, the last yeah. 10, 15 years with the print at home tickets. Print, yeah, print it at home. Remember. I mean, yeah, that's been going on for – I remember I, I went to my first Royals game in 05 – no, 08. I printed mm-hmm. it out, so it's – you know, and that, that was that was not new at the time. Yeah, you, you'd order it online. They said, do you want the tickets delivered? Do you want them delivered to the box office or you can print them? I'm like okay I'll print them and back it's then easy. they would back then they would charge you like a bunch of extra fees to print them out but yep. now on uh now on StubHub my goodness they they'll charge you I I forgot what it's like to get a ticket on there sometimes It's
1: ridiculous just the fees on top of things so I'm like okay show me the price with yeah. the fees please yes. I don't want
0: to get well, burned at the end Well see I, when I was a kid we would get we would go to we would get tickets at Ticketron or Ticketmaster and we would go to like Sears uh sears department store mm-hmm. or west coast video which was this video store they would have a computer where they could order tickets it's just so primitive to think of it now <laughs> and they would charge a dollar service fee my mom would like a dollar how can they charge a dollar extra and then it went up to two dollars i mean if somebody charged me two dollars service fee i would be like okay thank you that's great no,
1: it's, it's double the price now a lot of the times
0: yeah, no, I went yeah, I remember when I got a ticket for the, the Milwaukee Bucks game. Mm-hmm. Uh I went with my father. I think the tickets were 18 bucks. So that came out to thirty-six. I think it uh, I think it came out to about 53 bucks for the tickets, but I had a twenty dollar discount from some YouTuber who said, put in this code if you're buying for the first time. And that took off twenty bucks. So I was like, okay, not a bad deal. Yeah, but you're right. It's like, man, where where are all these like I get paying a service fee? even if it was like five bucks a ticket i'd be like okay get it but right no it's it's not even that it's and then many baseball teams now you're not even going through them to buy the tickets online you're going through these these secondary markets so right uh it's convenient but it's it's costing you money and that's i even you know how much you have to pay to park when you get to the game and then how much you have to pay when you get inside and buy things merchandise it's
1: and that, that's been an issue, too, that I've been facing really a lot recently. It's like, how sustainable is this? Like, how often should yeah. can, can I afford to go to a game, you know, and pay for parking and stuff? But what I always do is I try to park, like, as far away as yes. possible and not always pay for park, parking.
0: Free. That's how I do, too. And, like,
1: I mean, if, if we're going to be walking down the stadium the whole time, why not get cheap tickets? Yeah. Like, I remember I went to an Iowa Cubs game, and the parking was more than the ticket.
0: Yeah, I'm shocked. I'm shocked how much they park for the iCubs.
1: Oh, I've I've told them that before. Yeah, I've told them that
0: too. Yeah, it's my my thing with minor league baseball. One of my pet peeves. It's like five dollar tickets. When I went to Charlotte, it was five dollars to park next door. Indianapolis is getting up there too with their ticket prices. Mm -hmm. Uh, And and I understand if you're a downtown ballpark, you're there's There's not a lot of parking. There's not a lot of parking. Of course, uh, going to a Brooklyn. When was it? Brooklyn uh, Cyclones game. This is at least 10 years ago was 15 bucks to park. And I'm like, well, I'm in New York City. That made sense. But yeah, 15 bucks at Iowa or 12. That's that's high. You're not expecting that fee.
1: No, not at all. Not at all.
0: I would just park. There's like a cool restaurant across that little river there. Mm -hmm. And there's a I would just go there, get something to eat and then walk and then save your spend the 12 bucks for something over there rather than uh just to pay to park
1: the issue is they also had like a commencement that day
0: like because they're
1: also it's like the Iowa Wild Stadium I don't know who else plays in there if anyone else plays in there but they had some kind of like either high school or college graduation okay and so like it was just completely packed there was like literally nowhere to go it was ridiculous
0: Yeah, yeah, I think that the there's an indoor football team that plays there, the Barnstormers. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, I like I like Cedar Rapids. That's uh, Des Moines a lot. It's a cool city for those who have never been to Des Moines. Go there during the summer, see a Cubs game, check it out. There's some great breweries. They have a great farmers market, which I did a video on. That's one of my first videos I did on uh, uh, the Apple. What is that called? iMovie. So it's uh, it was yep. my first time to experiment with things. So fun times, fun times. So what videos? I mean, I, by the time this video comes out between me and you with this podcast, you're going to have, I think, a few videos out there. Uh, what are some of the places you have currently that you're working on that you're about so, to debut? I've got a huge backlog.
1: You're talking That's, about, you know, pushing things back and when things are going to come out. I went to several baseball stadiums over the summer. Um, Got the Kansas city Royals. Oh, nice. Hopefully that'll be soon. Um, Detroit Tigers should be soon as well. That stadium impressed me. I was not expecting much from Detroit. No offense, Detroit, but. Oh, Detroit. Yeah. Know.
0: Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> but, I was there this summer too. So I agree with you. I, I fell in love. I didn't fall in love with the city. I was very impressed. Cause I remember when. Yes. 1999, 2000, when I would see my girlfriend over in Canada, uh, that place mm-hmm. was a ghost town. You did not want to stop there for anything. No. It scared the bejesuses out of you. Now you want. And now I see people walking around taking pictures and selfies. It's totally yeah. different climate atmosphere.
1: So, yeah, I was really impressed. and I really enjoyed uh, the Tiger Stadium. I also checked out uh, Lake Country Dockhounds. Yeah. Which is close to me as well as the Milwaukee Milkmen. Um, Dayton Dragons was another mm-hmm. one. Oh, so right I uh, down the went road for to visit. Me. I went to visit family in Ohio and my mom actually works for like a company that's really closely associated with the dragons. So she won like some employee of the month and it was, she got like an option between some movie passes or dating Dragons tickets. And she's like, well, heck yeah, I'm taking the baseball tickets. And so oh, yeah. she got free tickets, free parking, even behind the scenes stadium tour. So we got to go on the field. We got to go in the press box. We got to go everywhere in the stadium. And like, my um my mom asked me about it. She's like, would you be interested in coming like, what do you think? Of course I'm driving seven hours down to Ohio to come see this. Like if I get behind the scenes access to a stadium, you know I'm there. So that was a really cool experience as well.
0: Yeah, no, it's yeah, Dayton's on my I've been to Dayton. Uh it's I've been to Dayton to see games, not to film video. Uh that's mm-hmm. on my list to to go back to because it's it's a two hour drive for me. And it's yeah, you know, it's a very quick in and out i've been out to cincinnati this year to, in columbus to see events i'm thinking to myself how, that's how, another one too i went to the
1: clippers i went to the clippers and the crew yeah,
0: yeah God, I me think. too I, <laughs> I so did, many places. yeah i did clippers i did crew uh did detroit as well and those were all great stadiums and you're right about detroit i had been there in 05 and i came back and i was like oh the stadium yeah, very impressive. I love the entrance. I love the statues of the the, oh, the yeah. retired numbers out in the outfield. Uh, that kids area with the. Uh, the, the fair, the carnival uh, merry-go-round. The mer- God, the merry-go-round. And then they had the Ferris wheel and the other section. I was like, dang, they got a lot of stuff going on here. Yeah. Yeah, it was a fun time. And also they were playing the De- Detroit City FC was playing that night. I thought about checking them out. They had about 7,000 are- people.
1: They're definitely worth checking out if yeah. you get the chance. I have not been, but like being a supporter of a smaller soccer team, yeah. Detroit City FC is oh, yeah. Yeah. the place kind yeah. of smaller soccer.
0: It, yeah, they another do. one
1: I went to too was uh Ford Madison out in uh oh, yeah. out Wisconsin.
0: How do they draw?
1: Um, they're okay. They're okay. probably I think three to four
0: thousand. That's not bad. It's not bad. No,
1: it's not bad at all for uh USL one or league one. Yeah, league you're one. saying that. Isn't that what a uh, Indianapolis is in?
0: Indianapolis is championship. Oh, they're championship and they're yeah. drawing less. It well, they used to. Well, here's the thing with Indy when they first showed up, they were getting about eleven thousand folks, and then they decided to move to uh, Lucas Oil. That wasn't the big hit they thought it was going to be. So then they went back to the campus of uh, IUPUI, uh, but they're just about to. I don't know if they broke ground yet. I don't think so. Uh, they announced they're going to move to a new st- soccer-specific stadium that's nice. going to open for the 2025 season. So, uh, we have a few years left. Uh, one stadium I wanted to go to was, uh, Louisville city. I was hoping they would host the championship game. Uh, that's going to be on San Antonio. So I'm not, I'm not making the move. Is that one
1: there. open? When yeah, did that open?
0: That opened in 2020. Okay. Yeah. I've been, I've shot a video there, but I want to go back and actually be there with a the full house, uh, I've been kind of lazy to go back because it's like, well, I went there already. I don't need to go back. But part of me is like, well, yeah, you went there during COVID. So get your ass back. Yeah, yeah, get back. And it was, listen, when I was down there, it was awesome because, you know, I, we had been without sports for so many months. So uh, they didn't have a full, they had like half the, half the attendance they can hold there. Uh, but you know when you talk about Columbus and Cincinnati and Minnesota, those new stadiums. I mean, Louisville's legit. That that's a beautiful uh, second division stadium. I you know and and I, I like know,
1: they're starting to build their own stadiums for the second division. That's well. what I like. like. That's just nice that's how you grow the Yeah,
0: nice ones too. Not like kind of cheap flyby nights like the one in Rochester that was built many yep. years ago. That you know people okay, this sucks. We're not coming. Weren't they the Rhinos? The Rhinos, yeah. And these guys <laughs> were attracting 8,000 people a game back in 96, 2000. MLS was going to put a team up there because they thought it was Soccer City, USA. They opened up the new stadium and all of a sudden everything went downhill. You know, I people complained about Jeez. the neighborhood. People said they didn't like the amenities over there. Uh, they still have teams out there, but I I don't I don't think they're doing anywhere Close to those attendance figures they had in the 1990s, uh, and then of course, uh, Milwaukee just announced they're getting a new team. And I know you have some differences of opinions, which Definitely you're free, you're free to vent over here. Listen, I remember going to the Torrent their first season. I had a blast. Um, I had a great time there. So you'd like to see that team be the ones who move up, but exactly. unfortunately, that's not the way things work. Uh, we no, saw that in especially- Chattano- we saw that in Chattanooga. And we're seeing the exact same situation. Yeah. Yeah. And, and well,
1: I I don't want to complain too much about it, you know, but it it is, it is definitely disheartening when, you know, so the owners from, uh, for Madison are the ones that are doing this and they're bringing this team in. Um, and it, it's kind of, they have a very blatant and purposeful disregard for the torrent and kind of the existing soccer stuff going on. And it's kind of the, way that things are structured in the u.s and kind of the american sports mindset compared to you know traditional european soccer where it's okay let's have an academy with our team let's grow the game Mm -hmm. let's move up the pyramid instead it's very it's franchise soccer you know it's it's and that's what people are used to here and so the thing that really bothers me the most is that everyone wants to be the biggest name they want to be in the biggest league I mean, you can't really blame them, though, because that's what they're used to. You know, you know, you have a minor league team in your city or do you want to have a major league team? Everyone's like, well, I want to have the major league team. Mm -hmm. Soccer definitely has a little bit of a different mindset that doesn't really apply to the American spectator, it seems. Yeah, I remember. So I grew up in the Cincinnati area. First year of FC Cincinnati, they were in USL before the reform with USL championship and one and whatnot. And uh, I was a season ticket holder that first year. And I remember hearing so many people, they're like, I don't actually care what they do as long as they go MLS. It's like, yeah. you know nothing about soccer. Yeah, that, and like, that's it, a shame. It's just kind of a very, it's a very ignorant, disgusting view that's just so bothersome. And I saw that exact same thing um, just on social media when they announced the new team in Milwaukee. Uh, there was someone saying, well, why are you in the USL championship? Why don't you just go MLS? It doesn't make any sense. It's like... <laughs> what <laughs> this is already kind of jumping over a lot of other tiers and people just always want more out of it.
0: But well, and, and that's another problem. It's, you know, it's like when a team goes into USL championship, it's, it's hopes that they get into the MLS. So like here at Indy, they want to build a 20,000 seat stadium. Uh, I think that's the number they that the team's going to sit. I'm like, man, that's too big. That is, You know, like build it, right. build a 12,000 seater, a 10,000 seater. If you get into the MLS, expand on it. You know, it's just like Indianapolis will be fine with a second division team. Louisville's fine. I wish Cincinnati still had uh, their USL championship team because them and Louisville had an amazing rivalry. Oh, it was so much fun. It was fun. They hated each other. You know, the battery was, with you know, against the Coopers. Ah, uh, the supporter. Clubs. I was
1: definitely in the in the supporter section. uh throwing up some very uh, ah
0: yeah. interesting gestures to yeah. a lot of the Louisville and, City supporters. And, and that's the, what the, it's about the Louisville City supporters. They came up here for the Eastern Conference Championship. Uh, I think in twenty nineteen, they, they had a full squad with them. It was impressive. Mm-hmm. And then a buddy of mine who lives who's from Louisville lives in Cincinnati uh, lives in Indy. He had his you know he had a purple shirt on and he went he went by the. The Brickyard Battalion supporter group, and they just started cussing him out. He's like, well, "Shoot, I'm not going over there," <laughs> you know. And then when India 11 used to play in the NASL against the Cosmos, I'd show up there with my Cosmos jersey, and I get yelled mm-hmm. at. I mean, th- these guys <laughs> were brutal. But you know, and, you know, and I think the mindset here, it's like, okay, we have um, we have this USL championship. It's minor league. No, it's not minor league. This is not a farm oh, yeah. team. These guys are not playing and, and getting promoted to a a parent club in the MLS uh, think of it more like division three, division two college, you know, football. It's like, okay, we're not in the MLS, but we're, we're in the the second division, but they always just think minor league and it just drives you crazy. And it would be nice. You know, if there was some kind of league with promotion here Uh, there's pros and cons to that here in the United States, Uh, a team like Louisville would probably be excited to get promoted. They probably could support uh, being in the MLS but then your ticket prices would go up but then right. they'd probably make a lot more money with uh, the tv contract on ESPN uh, if you have a team in league one that gets promoted into the championship league I don't know if that's a benefit for them at this point because well
1: the thing that we always say is kind of the USL system was a little bit of a bait and switch because when they initially announced their rebranding and said they had one USL and it was like, I don't know, there was like 30 or 40 teams in it originally, but then when they broke out into the championship league one, mm. league two, you know, it made it think like, oh, there's going to be promotion yeah. relegation they're going to well, try exactly. this out. No, they it, it's a very close system it's not like that at all,
0: yeah, um, no. which is
1: extremely unfortunate that you know they went and it, it seemed like they were promoting themselves as something that was going to be really cool and just an interesting test to see if it's going to work here, but no.
0: Yeah, because yeah, you're right. Because I look at Chattanooga and Detroit. Those were two awesome amateur clubs that went professional. And I guess right. NISA, which is unfortunate, not what I thought it was going to be. Uh, NISA
1: has been a bust.
0: Yeah, it's it's been disappointing. And, you know, I'm a I Cosmos. You, yeah. Well, you remember? Your
1: video of a SeatGeek Stadium
0: at a Oh, you, yeah, you, Chicago. They were there in the rain. Yeah. No, it wasn't Chicago. even raining. It was it was November. It was probably around this time. Not mm-hmm. terribly cold. It wasn't like for November in Chicago, it was yeah. quite nice. There was nobody there. 20000 yep. seat stadium. I had passes for that. They were charging $20 to park. I'm You're like, who man. the hell is gonna come and pay $20? You should you should be like giving people 20 bucks to come in here. And, right. you know, my dad's a big soccer guy from Costa Rica, and he just couldn't believe – he's like, where the heck is everybody? And there right. might have been 500 people there. So it, that's it, kind of – It was sad. That's
1: that's my biggest issue with kind of MLS and how things are run. You know, I think I actually said this the last time we talked on the podcast. Okay. Just putting New England Revolution in a stadium that, you know, in the uh, Gillette Stadium that seats 80,000 or whatever – And you fill up half of the lower bowl. It just, it's a really bad look, but something really interesting. um, The Canadian Premier League, they started maybe 2020, 2019, 18, somewhere in there. They do things really interestingly in the way that they do their stadiums. A lot of them are kind of ones that are meant to be built upon. So they're kind of at different parks or things that are like minor league stadiums or something that then they can, they have the option of bringing in other seats and kind of
0: building onto it
1: as need be, so it really creates a really unique atmosphere.
0: No, and and that's a league I'm not. I mean, I follow it. I know Vancouver just got a team. I I know yep. Hamilton Forge. I think they're trying to put a team in Windsor, Ontario, yep. which would be awesome. Uh, yeah, and and there's a buddy of mine, Dave Cotney, who I do the Stadium Journey podcast with. Uh, he's up in uh kitchener and i'm like hey why don't you check out mm-hmm. the the hamilton team i don't want to do that i don't want to do that it's beneath me i'm like come on really <laughs> go out there and do it of course i yelled at him about a few other places and he finally went out to do it uh one of them was a an amateur baseball team in uh welland and as soon as he showed up i guess he had a stadium journey hat on and he goes oh finally you guys think we're uh worthy of a visit <laughs> so, news news got around the well and Jackfish. So that that's that was funny. from a podcast as well. No, no, you're absolutely right. And, and that's how soccer grew in England. They built stadiums yep. and then they got more people, so they built upon it. and that's why you got all these like quirky looking, you know grounds that you know date back to the 19th century. And you may have one stand that's, you know, from the 1930s, another stand that was built last year. Uh, but no, you're absolutely right. Like New England, I think the reason why they're there is because they're owned by Robert Kraft. And yeah. he's like, yeah, I don't want to move them They're I'm okay with this. I'm, I make enough money, but exactly. how cool would it be to have a stadium somewhere in Boston? Oh, it'd be awesome. Would seat about 20,000, 15,000 and just be, you know, tailored to uh, the Boston uh, faithful. Uh, yeah. It's yeah. It's kind of weird because, the MLS, when it first began, I remember going to Giant Stadium to see the Metro Stars. And I remember Columbus played in uh, the, 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 the Ohio State Stadium. Yeah, these were huge facilities, and they knew they had to get soccer-specific venues. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, New England's sort of like the anomaly, sort of like uh, New York City FC and Yankee Stadium. It's pathetic yeah. that they play there, but – they do get good correct They do get nice crowds at Yankee Stadium. So there's that sort of prestige and promotion. But I, I just don't think that any team is going to be able to build a football stadium in New York City. I mean, the Jets and Giants right. gave up on that. Uh, maybe on a Long Island you can build one. Maybe across the river in New Jersey somewhere. Maybe uh, somewhere like Yonkers. But New York City is just so expensive to build anything. I'd like to think New York City FC could find a way to do it, but you know,
1: it'd be cool to see that. Especially, oh yeah. aren't I mean, they shared with Manchester City's ownership? Or they, yeah, they, there's
0: there's football? a connection there. Yeah,
1: so there's uh, a lot of money that yeah, they it, have. It, so it, it could, could it probably could
0: happen. I, I've also told friends I said New York City probably could stick a team in the English Premier League and travel across the pond. However, you would have to start at a lower level. of soccer and move your way up because you know it's it's not like you say hey i'm buying a franchise (laughs) and going into the premier league i i don't know what the rules are i think you know and it's something it's completely different completely different i kind of like that and it'd be nice if somebody tested that out here it's it feels Mm -hmm. like it feels like everybody's talking about it but they're afraid to do it uh but yeah get it back to like the milwaukee torrent it's uh you know, here they are, they're an amateur side, and now it's like, okay, now we have USL championship here, so we're never going to be in the USL championship, so we're only going to be this amateur side. And maybe that's okay with them. Uh, I don't think it's okay with them. They've like been
1: wanting to move up, they've been wanting to move up to uh, a okay. third division, but now that only option for that's going to be Nisa. So, something that's really interesting is uh, USL has territorial rights. Yes, so the owners of Ford Madison have territorial rights to the entire state of Wisconsin meaning that no one else outside ownership from anyone else can start any type of USL team anywhere in Wisconsin. So they used to have the Green Bay Voyagers. That's right. And uh, they weren't profitable enough, so they shut them down. Um, so it's, it. I don't know. I, well, I have a lot of opinions about it. Yeah, no,
0: I have you know. opinions too. Just like with Chattanooga, it's like they have this exactly. awesome team, and then, oh, yeah, some Utah developers going to put a team in Chattanooga. Bingo. And I just wish – the whole community would have just stuck their middle finger up and said, get the heck out of here. We don't want you here. We already have a soccer team. They play at Finley stadium. They're good about to go pro. This is the only team we support, but people welcome them. It's like, yeah, come over. Yeah. yeah this is people great. People are we,
1: blind to it. They're blind. to Yeah, that in-
0: That's organic. what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Cause there's no way Chattanooga Chattanooga's hurting having those two teams. Yep. You know, and, 100%. and, and, and 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 I understand what happened there. The former GM probably wanted to go pro and he, he, the Chattanooga FC club was kind of not moving their feet fast enough. So, you know, he found somebody with some money or somebody found him with some money and they say, Hey, let's, let's build a stadium. And uh, you know, I, I don't, I try to read up on it. Uh, I used to follow the team a little bit more than I do. And now Detroit left NISA Uh, there. And I understand why they left NISA. But Chattanooga is like, okay, what the hell we do now? You know, we, we better hope Nisa is successful or some another league forms that will be successful because it feels like they're doing their part and all these other teams are coming and going. Like yeah. NASL franchises of the 70s and 80s It's just, yeah, I'll put a team <laughs> in. Like, I mean, they had a team in Philadelphia. Well, this I don't think it was well, was it NISA or was it the the league before Nisa? They had a team in Philadelphia, yeah. they showed up. They played one game, they lost eight nothing, that was it. They folded. Really? Yeah. Nisa had two teams this year that couldn't complete the rest of the season. Uh New York Cosmos are still on hiatus. I don't know when they're ever gonna reappear. And right. That's tough. That's cause that's my team. So now I'm left to just uh wander the North American <laughs> landscape to find a team. So it's a mess. Yeah. And it's, and I wish kind of uh, the, you know, the U.S. Soccer Federation will step in. It's okay, guys, knock it off. Right. Like, like but they
1: don't because they're making money off of the way the system's set yeah, up. So they're it not. Is,
0: it is. So, uh, and you're right. A lot of fans are blind because they're like, oh, more soccer, the better. Chattanooga's is going to be a soccer town. Yeah. Chicago's got two baseball teams. Chattanooga could, no, it, that's not how it works. It's not. Not like, at all. I mean, Dallas had Dallas, Texas had two professional football teams in the early 1960s. And uh, Lamar Hunt's like, OK, there's no way I'm going to survive here. I'm going to move my team to Kansas City. Like, yep. come on, guys, wake up the Chicago Cardinals. That's why they don't play in Chicago anymore. You know, <laughs> But here, folks in Chattanooga think they're going to have, uh, you know, two teams. And and, and then you, I assume the Chattanooga lookouts are probably thinking, really, two teams? That's taking away, you know, fans from our ballpark. Yeah. Yeah. So fun times. Well, Spencer, I appreciate you coming back on here. Talk a little soccer, which is nice. I don't get to do that, but it's, uh, it's, it's kind of nice to talk about the beautiful sport. Definitely a
1: change of pace from the baseball
0: for you. I'm sure. And uh, I'm honored to be a two-time, a two-timer. Yeah. Uh, There's some people I'm trying to get out of here for one time. So I'll (laughs) I'll I'll reach out to those guys later. So uh, where can we find you? Um, what should we do when we find you? And do you have a website? Is it just YouTube? Uh,
1: so right now, YouTube, SAC Sports Adventures. Um, I recently got a uh, dedicated Instagram page nice. just for YouTube stuff. Also, SAC Sports Adventures or SAC Sports Adventures, if you want to call it that. Nice. seems sacks. that most people say SAC. It's a lot easier just to say SAC. SAC. Oh, well, SAC <laughs> are my initials. Yes. So, um, yeah. And then also on Twitter, just at Spencer A. Collins. Um, I should be hopefully getting some merch going soon Yep. and also I'm going to have a sticker giveaway soon. So I'm getting okay. a new logo and new branding that I have a friend working on and I set up a Google form. So anyone that fills out the form that's subscribed to the channel, I'm going to send them a free sticker. It's going to be a, <laughs> kind of an expensive uh, venture but you know just as a thank you as people yeah. you know watching the channel and engaging with it well you, well, it and, you, you got know, a lot of subscribers you got,
0: you got a lot of subscribers so they'll appreciate it yeah it's, uh, so that's- definitely looking forward to that yeah and uh, I know there's places that make stickers I try to always get those deals I was giving out stickers earlier as well mm-hmm. I was shocked how many people were just like hey can I get some stickers oh yeah and I was like oh I gotta make some stickers so <laughs> I did some quick designs and then Logan did, did some work for me. So mm-hmm. I probably need to get that look uh, on some stickers as well. Yeah. You, and that's another thing. When you do these YouTube pages uh, and websites, you have to make merchandise, you have to have stickers, okay. you have to uh, have you know koozies, you know, uh, there's yep. people that I know that do podcasts like Anna and Ed and uh, Mr. Caputo over at a uh, B- baseball with a smile yeah, they have all sorts of merchandise lined up. It's uh it's I got myself a um the baseball bucket list. I got a free yeah. koozie from them. Yeah, Anna Anna gave me some as well. And she's uh yeah, she and she's doing uh she's doing a little contest too about getting a trip up to Alaska to see the Midnight oh, Sun wow. game. So wow. stay tuned for that. That should be fun. That's so, what I that. Right. <laughs> it's yes. awesome. Okay, so uh where where are your travels taking you next? What do you have plans.
1: Uh, I'm headed to Cincinnati to check out Paycor Stadium.
0: Not um my Ooh. favorite
1: Cleveland Browns are going to be playing uh the Bengals, so I want to cool. check that out. Um I'm thinking about a Pacers game, maybe may work in the schedule, oh. may not work in the schedule, not sure yet. Uh trying to keep on going to USHL stadiums. I'm on a Journey to visit all those. I've got um, uh, those are fun. Uh, Youngstown Phantoms yep. set up. Uh, I've got a trip to Philadelphia planned as well. Um, cool. in March, uh, going to see the Flyers. One of my best friends is out in Philly, and possibly the Lehigh Valley Phantoms. That be friend.
0: yeah, Lehigh's Lehigh is a nice, really nice venue. Uh, of course, I'm a Hershey Bears fan. I would tell you to go to Hershey. That is the greatest friggin hockey ball. i was looking at how long yeah, yeah I was in the minor leagues what's about a couple hours from philly yeah something yeah like that. yeah it's it's you know like and i know i'm like you it's like when i was in texas this year i wanted to go up to dallas that was a three-hour drive three-hour drive back mm-hmm. i probably could do it but you know i'm there to spend time with my family so yeah it's uh you, you got to make these sacrifices sometimes, and well,
1: something that I did. I know this is kind of weird trying to wrap it up, but oh, okay. no, that's fine. <laughs> something that I did is I no built reason. out a bed in the back of my car.
0: That's right. So
1: when I go on a lot of these adventures, I just camp out somewhere and I just pull a put my seats out of my car, pull out the uh, platform, unroll my mattress, and I just sleep in the back of the car. So I'm not having to stay at hotels or anything.
0: It so that's been a huge what? saver. Oh wow, that that's stealth camping, right? Is that what they call it? Well, mine's more car camping than stealth camping. Now, where where do you park but, where you feel safe? Do you ever feel unsafe? Because that would freak me out to sleep in my car.
1: No, nah, I'm I a lot of times I'll either go to campgrounds. I've oh, done okay. um uh rest stops actually a few times, which is actually like it's a lot more convenient than you think. Um really? Walmart parking lots are something that's popular, but I don't do those. Uh, that's a little sketchy at times. And I actually parked on some like public land. So anything that's like us Forest service land, you can dry camp anywhere on it. So I've just kind of been, you know, playing it year by year for each different adventure. I'm like, all right, well, I'll just uh, spend the night here. I'll pull over and sleep here. No, no, and I yeah. kind of just love that freedom, that mobility.
0: Yeah. Cause you're, you know, you're absolutely right. Cause I'll, you know, when I travel, you get hotels and you're right. You're paying like a hundred bucks you yep. could probably get $50 hotel, but you're probably staying in a very sketchy ho- motel in a bad part of town.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah, that does. Wow. So you so you go to a campground <laughs> or. Yeah, you have to. Yeah. Get, yeah. Well, you know, we may have to have you on a third time to talk about your on a uh, third
1: time and talk your, about your traveling camping. I,
0: I need to know about that because there I have seen that on YouTube. There's a guy up in Canada mm-hmm. that does that. He parks I outside. I think I know who you're talking about Ken. Cake. K- K- yeah. yeah. Ken, he's uh goes to fast food restaurants and eats and then he does biking but he has like a a kind of like a little minivan that he has all suited up yeah but you're right you do save a lot of money
1: i'm gonna have some videos too coming out about some uh kind of those travels as well so kind of like stadium reviews and also kind of the traveling and going to different places and sleeping in the car and eating different food there
0: yeah i haven't done that yet i know one time uh i rented somebody's room slept on Something in their spare room. It was like 20 bucks a night in Boston. <laughs> that was quite nice, but uh, I really haven't done that since. So, okay. Well, great. Uh Spencer, thanks for coming on and then stay tuned. We'll have Spencer on talk about his uh, sleeping in the car, which <laughs> try to convince me to do it. I'll do it. I, I'm a cheap, I'm a, ch- I'm a cheap guy. Believe in me, if I can Same save me. money on a hotel, I will do that in a heartbeat. I'll take more trips, especially with the price of gas these days. Yep. So awesome. Okay, Spencer. Once again, thanks for coming on. It was a blast. And uh, check out SAC Sports Adventures on YouTube. Uh, he's uh, he's got got a lot of stuff up there. A lot of things to check up, and uh, a lot more coming up in the new year. All right. Thanks you once again. All right. That oh yeah, I'm, I'm different now. That was uh, I'm doing stand up. I feel like those, you know, whenever SNL gets a stand-up comedian, they, they get the microphone in their hand. Anyway, that was uh Spencer Collins at uh SAC, SAC Adventures. I don't know. When I say SAC, I'm thinking about something else, but yeah, why not? Go for it. Uh, yeah, that was a good, you know, it a good conversation with him because you know, he mentioned something off camera that perhaps I'll have him on again when he travels. He does a lot of stealth camping which means he sleeps in his car, at rest stops, at, at campgrounds. I have not done that in my life. I've always gone in a hotel or I stayed with a friend. Uh, now, I've stayed in some crappy hotels that have a lot of mold and cigarette smell and strange noises coming from the room adjacent to me. Uh, one time I crashed on somebody's floor at their house uh, in Madison, Indiana. I uh, was driving driving. Oh, where was I coming back from? Must be coming back from Asheville, North Carolina or Knoxville. It was getting late. I didn't want to drive all the way back to Indy, and I was only like two hours away. And I was like, eh, I'll just crash here. And he's like, Oh yeah, you could. I have an extra room, but he had no bed, so I slept on the ground. I slept on the floor with, I think, a blanket and a pillow. So at least I got a pillow out of it. But yeah, and, and they were partying in the room next to me bunch of stoner that's a long story we'll talk about that next time actually I wasn't coming back from Asheville. i was driving home to um new jersey the next day yeah that's that's a crazy story i uh, had an ex-girlfriend who lived down there still lives in the area with her husband now and child uh that's a crazy time so 20 years ago already wow time goes by quick doesn't it so yeah hotels are getting pricey i mean i don't Yeah, I mean, you get a cheap hotel, but you're probably staying in a very cruddy hotel. Uh, And then there's a lot of you who travel that stay in very posh hotels. So uh, hotel snobs, we call you. Uh, I'm not a hotel snob. I want to be a hotel snob, but my wallet and my cheapness doesn't want me to do that. So anyway, guys, thanks for listening. I I enjoy having Spencer on. He's the first person to come on here twice. Uh, He may be the first person to come on here three times. That's how much I like having him on here and uh he's one of those guys that's just putting in the effort of making videos and uh, offer youtube and um uh, you know uh it's getting awarded because you know some people make videos and nobody watches them and then they give up and they go on to do something else he has stuck with the process the process and i if you go back to my earlier video with him uh he was nowhere near a thousand now he's well over a thousand in fact uh he got to a thousand a hell of a lot quicker than I got to a thousand. It's a little bit jealous, a little bit jealous. No, he's 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 doing well. I uh, just wish more people would watch my Milwaukee Bucks Feiser video. It's nice. Maybe I should have had my dad on it saying funny things. <laughs> so anyway, guys, thanks for listening, and of course, make sure you check out uh, my YouTube channel. Check out my Stadium Journey reviews. And you can check out my friend, Paul Caputo. He does baseball with a smile. Uh, I can tell you who's coming up this week, but by the time you listen to this video, it's going to be somebody else. So just check out Paul Caputo. Uh, he he writes baseball reviews uh, of logos for state, not stadium journey for uh sportslogo.net. That's Chris Creamer's pretty cool page. Uh, yeah, Paul Caputo. As of right now, Grand Junction Jackalopes. That's the brand new team in the Pioneer League. Uh, they uh, he's got an interview with the person who created the logo. That's how that's how cool he is. He's able to get teams pretty quick. And then of course the Dad Hat Chronicles. That is my friend, fellow Latino, Mister uh, Ed Rivera. He's got Jared Becker of the Austin Bruins. I don't even know who the heck the Austin Bruins are, but. Uh, That is a junior hockey team, and he has the Director of Operations and Media Relations with the team to talk about his upbringing in L.A., along with uh, his work for the Austin Bruins. Uh, I really should know where this this league is, Austin Bruins, Uh, but check that out. I think it's one of these junior leagues that play hockey. Hold on, I'm going to check it out right now. Oh, they actually play in Austin, Minnesota. So it's not Austin, Texas. So the Austin Bruins are in the North American Hockey League Central Division. Uh, Fun little time there. And then, of course, uh, you can check out Anna from the Baseball Bucketheads. Uh, That is a cool website as well, along with her podcast. Uh, Good times there. I really should write all this stuff down before I go live and start talking about it. So uh, let's see who she has on. She has Anthony Caldwell, best baseball views, falling back in love with the game. Uh, this is just a fan of uh, the Houston Astros who lives in San Antonio. It's not a, even anybody who works in baseball. It's just a casual fan, and uh, she's uh, she's having a conversation with him. But like I said, by the time you hear this podcast, uh, they they're going to have more. So check those guys out, along with uh, a few other of my other friends. And uh, you'll be happy. You'll get your baseball fix. So until next time, guys, this is Mark Fikas, the Ballpark Hunter, saying thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for watching. Like, comment, subscribe. Tell your friends. Give me a rating on Apple. Uh, Check out uh, FortWayneBaseballCo.com. Buy a Ballpark Hunter shirt for the holidays. They make a great gift they're comfortable. Spencer bought one. So should you. So we'll see you guys next time. Thank you for listening to me ramble. I appreciate it. Adios. Goodbye. Ta-ta.